Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome. And I see some familiar faces that who I love. And all of you, welcome, welcome, welcome to this great event. Austin, this is so wonderful. You're going to enjoy every minute. So as you know, I'm your host, Irene Weinberg. And it truly is my pleasure to have Austin Wells with us. She's a best-selling author. She's a spiritual medium, a certified grief counselor, and a soul gardener. She powerfully combines her intuition and mediumship with shamanism, energy medicine, and sacred ceremony to bring about healing. And she is passionate about empowering people to create soul-centered lives. Austin and I, are going to begin tonight's event with a brief chat. And then Austin will begin to bring both psychic messages and messages from deceased loved ones to as many of you as time will allow. Please leave your requests for a psychic message or a message from a deceased loved one, as well as any other questions you have for Austin in the chat portion of this Zoom so that Stephanie Barnhart, our techie guru for Grief and Rebirth podcast can respond to you. And hopefully there will also be time towards the end of this event for Austin to respond to a few of your questions. Hey, Austin, it's so great to be with you tonight. Let's begin. Here's a question for you. Um, how has your background as a grief counselor enhanced your mediumship? Hmm. Um, well, first of all, before I begin and jump into that, Irene, thank you. Thank you for being of service. Thank you for creating the Grief and Rebirth podcast, for allowing there to be a space and a place where people can come and have conversations that sometimes are not allowed in different circles of people's lives. So I just want to thank you for your commitment, because if people don't know what it takes to have a podcast, it's a beautiful gift, but it's also one that comes with a great deal of responsibility and discipline, and not everybody is successful at it. So just thank you. Like everybody, can we just kind of give it up to Irene for this gift that she gives everybody and just such, such an honor. Yes. Mary, I like that. It's like, hey. Um, and Stephanie, thank you very much for your techno genius. We appreciate you greatly. <laughs> um, she's, she's a very, very smart, fantastic woman. And I am grateful that I'm friends with both ladies. So this feels like family. And then there are just so yes. many people. There's so many people. I'm so sorry. I'm not, I'll get to the question, but there are people I want to recognize. Chris, hello. Norma, hello. Um, yada. Oh my God, girlfriend. I almost start crying. There's so many, there's so many people. There's so many people you meet along the way that have such a 
depth of connection to your soul. Um, Michelle, I just want to say hello. So, so to the people in Sally and Dory, I mean, there's a number, Radaya, thank you so much. Carolyn, there's just a number. Sam, good evening. Thank you for being here. So um, Alice, just lots of people that I'm grateful for, for being here. So um, as you can tell, <laughs> I really believe in gratitude and it's such a great vibration to start with. So now I'll answer your question, Irene, because I just would not be able to start if I didn't start with them. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it needs to be said, girlfriend. It needs to be uh, said. And you I know. see a few people I know too. I want to give a special shout out to Heidi, my buddy Heidi Connolly. And there are a few other people who with much love. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, it's a lovely group of people. So Hiya. Um, okay, so um, Irene's question to recapitulate briefly was um, what has being a grief counselor, I think, contributed to my mediumship? Is that was that the question? How, is it, how yes. has being a grief counselor enhanced your mediumship? Because well, not every medium is a grief, grief counselor. No, no. Uh, I, and Irene, thank you for recognizing that. Um, I, as an educator of mediums, um, I would love it if all mediums had more understanding of grief counseling. Because uh, yes, the sessions that a medium has with, you know, people who have experienced loss is uh, we're acting as a bridge to your loved one's soul and spirit. But there's a humanistic connection there as well in that time period. And I think it really is a necessary thing for mediums to understand what the dying process is, um, what different kinds of grief and the repercussions of that can, how deeply that can affect people um, when within a conversation to understand that a person might be benefited by really a, a more of professional help because the loss is profound. Mm -hmm. And then just simple things like complicated grief, which you could say on some level, many of us are experiencing at this point, which is when there's multiple losses at once. Um, we all are experiencing grief now. We've, we've lost freedoms and we've lost connection and we've had a very different last couple of years. So um, I just, I just, it just, I'm an integral girl. Like I have to do the best job I can do. My passion is to, to be the best that I can be. I don't, I don't want to compete with anybody else. I'm very comfortable in my lane, but for me, it just felt necessary. So I'm ecstatic that so many more mediums are adding that because you all deserve that. You, you deserve someone who can not only bring forth messages, but can empathically meet you where you are. And um, one of the gentlemen that's present, Sam, is um, a counselor at a hospital. And he and I have had beautiful discussions about um, holding that sacred space for people. So that has a great deal to do with it. It's, it's wonderful that you do that. I, I think it's just marvelous because a lot of times someone will get a message and it's so comforting, but they are dealing with very complicated grief and they need more. And that's why it's another reason I also interview, interview healers on the, on the podcast so that you can go to the medium and then if you need that extra step, there's someone there for you also. You know, your book, we talked about your book, Soul Conversations, Austin, and it was, it's such a wonderful, wonderful book. 
How did your book change your life? I know it's changing other people's lives, but how about you? Um, A lot. (laughs) Um, Just on a, a basic level, I think there's a gift in writing a book and I encourage all of you to try something like it whether it's your memoirs or that book, because I think most of us have a book inside of us. Um, But in order to be successful in a book, um, you need to find your voice. And working with people on a holistic level for years, um, it's really something that a lot of us are not quite in alignment with. And I think we fall out of alignment with it at different points. So as I was writing the book, it became evident to me that I was not living the truths that the spirit world was blending with me to share in the book that I knew from sessions and I knew from working with people. So I was out of step with my own soul, which was a rather sobering realization. And it gave me quite a conundrum because I either got the book published and would talk one way and live another, or I had to dig deep and make some huge shifts and changes in my life. And I chose the latter. And I'm so grateful I did. Um, It gave me an opportunity to lovingly divorce from my husband. And it was important for me to do it in a very kind and gentle way because he's a very good person. But we had reached a point where our evolution couldn't take us any farther. That's given me a great deal of different kinds of levels of empathy for people that I'm when I'm working with somebody that's going through some kind of a marital situation that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, And it also required that I embark on my own and um, face a lot of fear. And um, we talk, people talk about, you know, fear being something that isn't real. I think fear simply is an energetic expression of yourself that you haven't owned yet. And so it feels stronger than you are. But if yet, if you lean into it, it becomes you and then you're stronger. So I think we will always have fear and we'll always have faith. And those are the two choices that we have, which exponentially have been just amplified in the last couple of years. But we have a choice. And that choice is one that allows our soul to evolve. So I took the um, Joseph Campbell type, um, I like to think of it that way, bigger, scary choice. And I'm so grateful that I did. It sounds like you learned to walk your book, what you taught in your book. You learned to be authentic and live it yourself. Absolutely. Right. So here's another question, Austin. In what ways did the last two years inspire you to expand your education and create new class content, which I know you have done to meet Mm -hmm. special spiritual opportunities or spiritunities as you call them (laughs) that are available to all of us right now. Um, What I would like to do to answer that um, is two part. Um, Everyone that's here, I wish that there was enough time um, barring a presidential speech um, 
to give every single person a reading. I get very saddened by galleries sometimes because people walk away from them thinking, oh, my loved ones don't care about me or why didn't I get a message? And that part, from my heart, I'm one of those strange people that really cares. Um, that's really hard for me. So what I'd like to do is offer a teaching piece so every single one of us can step out of here with something, whether it's a message or an insight, but a shared learning that really I feel is helpful during these times. Because if I can just ask everybody, how many people within the last two years, how many of you feel like you are a different version of yourself? Just raise your, raise your paw. Wow. Yeah. That's so imperative that we embrace it. But I also, as Irene was talking about the word spiritunity, which is a word I created, but I love it because it's a spiritual opportunity. And going back to that idea of faith and fear, that's the choice that we have. So what I'd like to do is I'm gonna share a screen and I'm gonna um, talk a little bit about why we have the faith, why we have the fear, and give you guys some tools and techniques to learn to deal with the inherent duality of our soul. Because that's really what's in front of all of us right now, is what that there's always going to be something in the macrocosm or in the external environment that can inspire fear. But our creative choice is how we respond to it. And that's where you can choose either to respond in fear, which is completely understandable because it's a very prevalent vibration that is around us at all times. Or, or you can cultivate a deeper relationship with your soul and fall in faith, whether that comes in a pathway of religion or it comes in a pathway of new age metaphysics, however you want to frame it. So um, let me just go into my, so this, the biggest question that we have is what is the soul? So let me spend a little bit of time. And this was what came from my scribings that led to soul conversations. So this is a picture of our earth. And the red bands that you see around it are called the Van Allen belts. Now those are electrically charged particles that form bands around the earth and their job is to protect the atmosphere of the earth from destruction. You can see them in this picture, however, they are not always visible. So even in a, a satellite view of earth, we already have a natural duality, which is that which is physical and that which is unseen or that which is invisible or that which is energy. And we know from a metaphysical, from a physics standpoint, that everything actually is energy. But there is something about the human experience that kind of makes us forget what's invisible, but rely more on what's physical. So that idea of something surrounding and protecting the earth is duplicated in the, in the birthing process. So here we have the embryonic stack. We have this beautiful little miracle that I still marvel at this whole process, like how this is possible. And that embryonic sac serves as a protector for the fetus while it's inside and it's 
developing within the nine month or however long it takes or however short it takes for that little soul to decide to embark upon the physical journey. Well, our physical body has exactly the same mechanism, which I like to call the soul space. So we have a physical reality, which is the physical body. And then we have a very prevalent energetic surrounding, an electromagnetic field. And this is substantiated by quantum physics. And I'm sure many of you know about it, but it's worthy of another just kind of mention. So that electromagnetic field is how we feel and process and really authenticate our journey as human beings. And it's a beautiful thing because it, it, will, um, it, it moves like this. So energy is always in motion. So it's funny, lots of practitioners say, oh, your chakras like closed or your energy's stuck. And it's not stuck, it's not closed because if it was, we wouldn't be alive because that's the dynamic anima of your soul. The movement of the energy, though, can have more of a dullness to it, or the movement itself can be fatigued, or it can be maybe not as quick or in the healthiest flow. But we're always having this dynamic processing change going on around us. So that's the external part of us. And then connected to our physical bodies are our chakras. And those are little um, vortexes that then take what that energy is that we either receive or we're releasing into the universe. And it helps us come into our, our physical body that then goes into our nervous system. And that creates the memories that we have. So a medium really is sensing into the energy space and then allowing our chakra system to be informed by the soul that we're talking to and having a remembrance of memories that have existed before from your loved ones, from your friends, from your pets. So there is a dualistic nature though, when we talk about this soul, because we're, we're talking now about what's physical and what's energetic. So the physical part of us, the part of us that understands the world is a physical, I like to call the finite self. Finite because finite implies that there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. If you think about how we think of time, we think of past, present, future, but it's almost always informed by the fact that at some point we die. Now, the minute you start thinking like that, can everybody feel how anxious you get? So the finite part of us is our energetic field, having a human experience. So we're human. We have a physical body. We're in a material world to perceive everything. We understand our physical senses. So that's the sense of smell and taste and touch. It also puts with us our ego, our personality and our emotions. It makes us singularly aware of ourselves because I'm in this physical form and I'm different than you because I look like this and you like like that. And it also gives us that finite perspective that everything ends because everything that's physical either is destructed at some point or just falls apart. So I want to compare the two sides of us, the dualistic nature of our soul. So there's the finite self we've talked about, but let's talk about the infinite self. So the finite self is a human being, that infinite self is our spiritual being. It's that energetic presence of ourselves. 
where we have a physical body with the finite self, we have an energy body, which I was kind of highlighting um, when we talk about the infinite self. Whereas we have physical senses with the finite self, we have soul senses with the infinite self. Those are all the clairs that people talk about when they teach um, psychic perception. So clairvoyance, clairsentience, or I like to say soul feeling, soul hearing, all those things. So it's the ability to hear, sense, and perceive energy. Then we have the physical world versus the energetic universe. We have our personality, our emotions, and our ego compared with the distillation of divine intelligence. Kind of a different idea. So instead of being the only thinker, there's this idea of co-creation or a collective, an access to a collective consciousness. And then as opposed to the finite perspective, there's this infinite perspective because each one of these has different belief systems with it. So the finite self will believe we're mortal, we're an individual, we think we control our life. And I think most of us can attest to the fact that that ain't true. But the, but the most perilous one is that life happens to me. It's a victimization of ourselves. It's a separateness from the potential and the chances and the um, possible outcomes of a situation. We, we almost kind of, um, kind of go concave with that idea energetically and it separates ourselves, but that's so much of the experience of the finite. The infinite self, however, knows that we are immortal, understands that this is a continuum of energy. We understand that I am that I am, whatever that I am is to you, that you are part of a greater consciousness. It also puts you in the driver's seat because you co-create your life puts much more responsibility on personal responsibility, on integrity, on the choices that you make. And my favorite one is it puts you in, this, in the awareness that life is happening for you. Life is happening for you, more or less it's a gift. The people you meet, the circumstances that you're given, the delays that happen, there's something in it that is contributing to something greater than yourself. And that, that part of us will be the part of us that gets called to service or has a diminished experience that might be something our finite self experiences, but then our infinite self is called to a greater purpose because of a singular event. So the hope is, is that these two parts of us can merge together. And a way to look at this is kind of the yin-yang symbol that we just always want to think of our life. And I think it's true for those of us always as being like a shift. We're going to go, there's going to be ups. You know, there's a part of you that's just absolutely sailing and something that's totally working at the same time, something is just in darkness and it's not happening. So I simply wanted to take a moment to share those percep perceptions because that's the basic conundrum we're in right now. We have people that have very substantial ideas and beliefs, and we are having a really hard time finding harmony in things that are in a dualistic nature. Now, the exact same thing is happening within us. So we can feel rendered helpless when it comes to external events that seem beyond our comprehension or something we can do nothing about. And yet I absolutely disagree. There is always something that can be done. And what can be done is finding that peace within yourself, finding that bridge between the finite self and the emotions and the fear levels that can happen in that part of us that kind of wants to be reclusive and think, oh God, I did that wrong. But find that 
kind of nurturing parent within ourselves to embrace that part of us and say, yeah, but what did you get from it? Did you learn something? Are you a better person because of it? Will you make different choices going forward because you made those decisions? So circling back to Irene's question, and Irene, thank you so much for allowing me a moment to, to go into the education because I love teaching. Well, you know what, um, Austin, I just wanted to say one thing. This is what you're talking about is living a conscious life, being aware. Yeah, I mean, we're all we're all here. We know there's more every single one of us. Yes. And the benefit of podcasts like this, the benefit of gatherings like this is the commonality of the beliefs within this tribe that we have created for Mm -hmm. this moment right now. So how am I different in the last two years? I have changed the paradigm of how I work because you are different. People are at a place in a space where they are understanding that what they valued in their life may not be what they wish to carry forward. They're at a place in their life where they realize that they need a stronger foot in the spirit world or a stronger foot in that idea of what is beyond themselves, a greater idea of service, a greater idea that way. And so what it has really demanded is that Um, I look at my presentations, I look at the things that I'm passionate about, and that I revision what I'm offering to people. Because my whole thing is, I I don't have any desire to be the best medium in the world. They're amazing mediums out there. They do fantastic work. I just want to serve the people. I just want to serve the people that cross my path. I want to help to the degree that I can, which is why, which is yeah, which is which is why I've spent the amount of time that I have learning what I have and put the money that I have in education because I just think there's a gorgeous opportunity right now for people to find what's really valuable for them, and I encourage every single one of you to be comfortable in your discomfort. If there are things about you that you have realized that are not in alignment with what you want, make a change. Have the courage to find what that passion piece is or find it. So I am, I'm excited about new offerings of classes. I'm excited about you know different things that I'm offering, but we all should be different. We all should be different because of what's transpired. And I'm hoping we can maintain those values. That's beautiful. You know, I know that I speak for everyone here and thanking you for this incredible, just been wonderful. You're so very gifted and authentic. And for all of you who now surely want to connect with Austin, you can do so at austinwells.com. And I'm going to spell her name because I just love her name. It's A-U-S-T-Y-N-W-E-L-L-S.com. And Uh, I also would like you all to know that there's now an offer code in the chat bar uh, for an ancestor discussion and meditation to help you connect with your own spirit family. So fitting for our time together tonight. And the link for this special offer from Generous Austin will also be included when you all receive the recording of this gallery tonight. And here's a reminder, everyone, that you can see the show notes and all Grief and Rebirth podcast episodes on IreneWeinberg.com 
And make sure to follow us and like us on social at, at Irene S. Weinberg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to Grief and Rebirth Podcast on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and hit notify so that you'll get all of the inspiring and insightful new interviews coming your way. As I like to say, to be continued, loving thanks to you, wonderful, gifted, authentic, terrific Austin. Many blessings to each of you, and bye for now. Mm -hmm.